and you're listening to The Collabcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian-American perspective. Set the bridge on fire. You won't let me cross And hello, everybody. Welcome to episode. Welcome to episode. What what is this accent? One hundred and two. One oh two of the collabcast. My name is Marvin Yue. Joining me is my co-host Minji Chang, and we're coming at you um, this Friday, January thirteenth, twenty seventeen. Spooky. It's Friday the 13th. I didn't even... Ew, stop. No. Well, I don't really believe in that stuff. Whatever. Carry on. You don't believe in that stuff? You believe in a lot of stuff. I believe in a lot of stuff. I'm very selective. I don't believe in that. Actually, a lot of good things have happened on Friday the 13th, so... <sighs> Maybe you're like reverse, reverse Friday the 13th. We just got over the wolf moon, the full moon of can- in Cancer. See, I believe in that. It is the moon in my sign. The hell? I'm a Cancer. An astrology. Hello, God. And you have a moon. Yes, it's the full moon in Cancer. Each why is a- the wolf moon? Because aren't Cancers crabs? Yeah, aren't wolf like moon a is a different name that was given by indigenous people who assigned animal names. So you're just mixing up your astrology. I'm not like- mixing it up. I'm giving. I'm giving you the buffet of names that exist for this full moon. So is this like Mercury in retrograde, where it's like shit happens, or? They say, okay, that's like a, it's a thing, first of all. Full moons cause a lot of havoc, wreaks a lot of havoc around. People <laughs> get crazy. Is that why it's been raining so often? Maybe. We've I'm had glad. had like a month of rain. That's, I think it's great. Guess what? Guess what? Your ch- we chicken are butt. 40% drought free in California right now. Yeah. Basically, all of the Bay Area yeah. is good to go. The reservoirs are full. It's us in LA that are still kind of screwed the the desert well uh, yeah the bay i had no idea it was storming that hard i'm so out of touch with my roots (laughs) my roots that are like having mudslides got it got scary up there apparently really Mm -hmm. it's been a while since we've had this welcome to weather talk this is the weather talk cloudcast (laughs) the one that you hate we're 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 gonna we're gonna dedicate the whole hey this is a big deal we've been in the worst drought ever no it's great i I don't remember having this much of a wet season in a long time i'm and wearing duck shoes right now i remember wet seasons we used to have wet seasons here in california that's what i argue you with kids people. you kids who are here like born like after 2000 don't understand we used to have like weeks of rain i used to tell people it was like yeah you live in california you don't know that it's like we have wet winters like it gets cold and rainy i don't know where, you, where you're smoking <laughs> but yeah you can't smoke whatever you want not whatever you want but you can smoke weed in california it was it's raining legal. today supposed to yeah it's been raining that means snow it's great we're going to the snow right we're going to um so minji and i are gonna be at sundance next week Uh, we're gonna do one more episode here in la but we might record something over there and bring it back in the uh, sundance film festival out in park city utah um where apparently it's been dumping it's just been dumping the entire time which means i have to drive an s a four-wheel drive suv hashtags terrified 
Hashtag I'm still an Asian woman. Hashtag I'm not. Are you driving there? Are you flying? We're flying, but we're we're staying in Salt Lake City with some visual communications peeps. Shout out to VC. Thanks for letting us crash and then on your floor. We got to drive from Salt Lake City to Park City, which is not that bad of a drive, and they clear their freeways. But you know, I just it just yeah. It was more of getting in and out of the city areas that are the issues. Freeways are not a big deal. Yeah. But snow. But um, we're, we're going to help out with um, the Daily Buzz, which is the daily recap local. show, local recap show for the Sundance Film Festival. Local NPR. Run by our friend um, Irene. Irene um, actually going to be hosting some of the segments I'll be helping producing. Oh, we're going to be on public radio. We're going to be on KCPW. Yeah. Um, a... NPR and affiliates, so check us out. We might be on your your local NPR One app, maybe. Holla! No, I'm excited. It's, it's going to be really great. And there's some really amazing films now. That's like our job. We have to get ready, and I have to interview people, so I have to do my homework. Which means there's <laughs> like a lot of films to look through. Yeah, we're going to talk more about that, plus the Golden Globes and movies in general, <laughs> out in our feature segment. But um, let's start the show with um, our roundtable discussion, where we go well. Around <clears throat> around the both of us. Around the both of us to um, talk about what's on our minds in the world of pop culture. Do you want to start? Sure. It's been a very irritating week. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, on my mind, and I want to get him out of there as soon as possible, is Steve Harvey. Oh. And his obnoxious ass. He like, comes I don't up every wanna, once in a while. I don't even want to yeah. talk about him because really, who cares? But yeah. That's a bummer. It's a bummer whenever that shows up on mainstream TV, you know. Who watches him, though? People who stay at home all day. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, but in general, not a fan of having that. So for those of you who um, didn't catch the the big, is it news? It's like outrage. I mean, I'm kind of getting tired of getting mad at people all the time. Seriously, I'm so, then, like, ugh. So ugh. I guess um, Steve Harvey was doing some, a bit on like, ridiculous books that actually exist on amazon how to date a white woman so one a book came up how to date a white woman um written by an asian dude and he spends about like 10 seconds on just the absurdity of the title and then goes straight into a what's gotta be like one of his old school bits on asians right yeah about how well who wants to date an asian dude um and then some like really really bad joke about chinese food and how oh i don't eat what i can't pronounce Mm -hmm. which is something that like you hear on like as a bad joke on tv a lot but never really in real life i've never heard anyone say that in real life it's just an old played out like see and this is the this is the weird dynamic it's just it's just so old and played out and annoying and it's like it's just all the ways that again i and i'm so sick of of complaining about this it's just all the ways that people have collectively decided that we can't make fun of these people we can all make at least we can all make fun of asian people yeah right and it's i for in so many different ways experienced (laughs) it either directly indirectly around me to my friends and family to my peers my friends my heroes whatever Everyone around me at one point or another has been Well, especially, insulted. I feel like it's more, like, so you're, you take acting classes, you go to improv classes where, you, like, people are, conf- are given parts or themes to run with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes, especially for people who aren't aware, stereotypes are so easy to just, like, run with. Totally. Right? Like, have you ever been in a situation where, like, someone 
just did a stereotype without even thinking about it. Yeah, it happens all well. It's and just being female, first of all, that's like the easiest go. But like, I can't even pull one up. It's just like there's so many times I'm like, oh, Asian chicks. Like I, that's you know that's about it. What about Asian chicks? I don't know. They're like, uh, like (laughs) no, that's that's what I'm asking. What about Asian chicks? It's happened in improv where like. I remember there was like some awkward moment. The first one I took where they're like, you're, we're, the whole point of improv, you're learning improv, like the building bricks of it. You have to provide some, you have to just say, you start very basic of like, I'm enjoying this coffee today. And you're like miming a coffee. Yeah. And oh. I really love the new gunpowder they put in there. Or whatever. You have or to like, say yes. You have I to love... accept it and then add to it. And I just remember there was a situation of like, oh, yes. I mean, I love dating Asian girls. Like, the, he was trying to establish that we were on a date. And his that comment is... was like, oh, it's great date. Like, I, yeah, I'm really attracted. Something like, it was just awkward. And I was like, all right. I have That'd to be a ex- good setup for like a sketch. That's what I'm saying. Right. But it's not a sketch. Well, he's just trying to improv a scene. And and that's actually happened on dates. Where like, it's, uh, I've gone on dates with several white guys. And it's a conversation piece. And I'm trying, like, anyway. It's just that's old. another that's another conversation. Yeah, we could probably like talk about it's in, all... in dating part our dating episode part two. God, that we're long, that needs to be before. like every other week. I I could talk. I'm just make <laughs> we'll just make our other podcast so I can like curse freely and not <laughs> be problematic. Minji Chang presents when the ch- when the, when the swipe left. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> down <laughs> swipe down. <laughs> swipe. Is that swipe report? left? Huh? Which one does that report? I have no idea. I will do the swipe left show. Not just Minji Chang unfiltered. Yeah. So as you don't know, I'm like the worst body mouth. If they've listened to um, enough of these episodes, they figured it out. They they, 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 know they that figured it out by now. Well, yeah. Like for me, like stereoty- running stereotypes was more like say in business school, um, just assumptions on what where your skill sets are, and sometimes those assumptions were were based on reality. Like a lot of my Indian classmates were good at computers because they all come from IT. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, it's not that the reality proves the stereotype, but the stereotype comes from, you know, like the reality sometimes. Right. Right. Um, but they're also all looking to get into marketing and other like aspects well, of business. And stereotypes are very transient. They don't last. For, I mean, because people change and because people will assess a group of people and be like, all right, so that's not what I want to be. If this is the stereotype about me as a woman, as a millennial, as a whatever you want it, like as a Californian, <laughs> as a L.A., you know, L.A. Californian, like yeah. we could break all that down. But it's just like that. And, and there's also a, a spectrum of how much different stereotypes sting. And that one, I'm not even an Asian man, but I'm like. I yeah. have an Asian father and I have brothers and I have friends who are Asian. I'm like, like <laughs> really just, you have nothing better to like, you have nothing more clever to say. I feel like it's such a weak, played out, uncreative, vicious, like all the stupid things. Okay, Steve Harvey, it's a stupid joke. It's a stupid played out <laughs> joke. You're not funny. You look old and tired and you look <laughs> like you can't come up with something else that's funny. Like really Ugh. Yeah. That's how I kind of feel. Well, let's juxtapose that with some good news coming out of um, the comedy world, which is Aziz Ansari got Do I have to edit offered... that out? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'll leave it in, unless you tell me to later. Mm. Um, Aziz Ansari got offered, or not offered, he's he's hosting SNL. He'll, he'll be like one of the first South Asians to ever yes. host it. One of, 
like what three Asians to ever host it. Yeah. I think Jackie Chan hosted it once. And Lucy, and Lou. Lucy Liu, yeah. Um, first ever South Asian. You're yeah. just taking me on a roller coaster of emotions, Marvin. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring you out of that tailspin that you. Oh you no! Again, see, this is the other <laughs> part within, and anybody out there, and uh, it's not just an Asian thing, but anybody out there who gets to be that butt of the joke, you know that part of the survival skill is to, you feel it, and you don't want to become numb to it, but then you got to just like get over it and move on. And the, the response was art. shift. Yeah, like <laughs> I love that um, our friend Ada like just sent tagged, him. Yeah, sent him the, the haikus of the hearts. Yeah, I it's love like, it. In case you didn't know, here's some here's some dudes with abs. And she's like, if you don't brains. if you don't find any pl- like happiness in this, you you can sh- share it with somebody else because I'm sure there is someone around you who does. Like, yes, yeah. yes, queen. Um, but yeah, so excited about. So it's been a while since I've been excited about someone hosting SNL. You know, I think the last person was Lin Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. which was pretty recent, I guess. But um, it'd be interesting to see what what happens you know like they don't get asians that often on that show you know it wasn't like mad tv had bobby lee for a while and they they were able to like that's so interesting that bobby lee i can't believe well because snl and nbc like how has tom haverford never been on snl out of how many seasons they have seven eight oh for when he was on parks and rec yeah how many seasons that uh seven seasons you had seven seasons of Parks and Rec. You had Tom Haver for seven seasons. You had seven years. How many? I can't math right now. Seven, the seven years. Seven yes. times, 52 weeks. You had a lot of Saturdays <laughs> where you could have put Tom Haver. Like, I don't know. That's just a travesty to me. It has nothing to do with Asian. It's just like, Tom's I mean, I'd love to know um, just. It's the best day of the year. Just the more background information on SNL in terms of diversity, you know, because it's obvious, it's obvious they're making an effort, right? They got Leslie Jones last year, they got uh, Melissa. Forgetting her last name, their first Latina mm-hmm. um, cast member, and there was that joke during um, during the debates where she was playing. She was saying, "I am um, SNL's first Latina um, cast member playing a Filipina newscaster." Baby steps, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, the th- well, funny thing is, like with SNL and with TV in general. I don't know. It's like well, SNL. I mean, technically, Maya Rudolph was half. Yeah, I think. yeah. But personally, yeah. that's when like SNL as a show, as like a relevant hip happening show, mm. was at its peak. Personally, like the Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, like that era, the, the Weave, the Weave era was amazing. <laughs> um, Rachel Dratch, like that, to me, was the gold. And people will argue with me; they'll be like, "No, it was." And Sandler and Dan Aykroyd, you know, yeah. yeah. But I hope I don't know. Like I think Aziz. I mean, I like the era. Great host. Yeah, I mean, the era I came into SNL with was the um, Will Ferrell era. Yes, Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon, Shannon, Cheryl Terry, Daryl Hammond. I'm doing the cheerleader hands right now. Um, Cheryl Terry. Yeah, everyone everyone has their own, and that that's what's cool about having such a long-running show is everyone has their like their era their era i am excited of the potential future of snl that is more inclusive and diverse has chris pratt been a sorry that's not at all about diversity i'm just curious has chris <laughs> pratt been a host maybe i don't know i haven't watched snl in see like what a i'm long saying time. i haven't either yeah. i care i watched the clips when lin manuel was there mm. i will definitely watch aziz mm. Okay, again, of course, because he's my my Asian bro, my South Asian Asian bro. 
But just because he's a great comedian slash character, I just feel like he'd be perfect for that. He's like also like bit. our people, like annoying millennial. Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> we need more of those. In com- like they're all on YouTube right now. Like they're all ready to, to like get to the next level, but they're all like kind of gestating in their YouTube sketch uh, world. So like. I can't wait. I yeah. think it's gonna be great. It's a it's a great win, and he's done amazing things. And they're what they're doing their second season of Master of None this year. It's coming out. I mean, we waited a whole goddamn year for that. Well, it takes <laughs> time, Marvin. God, you're such a millennial. You can't. I want it now. <laughs> I want it now. It takes time to write this, and produce. Why don't they just release it week week by week? Oh like, my like god! Like normal shows. Like I don't have to binge it. I just need it now. You, you cannot deconstruct the entire. Season two, episode one has to be done by now. Like, oh my god! (laughs) Well, probably no, but they have to package it and they have to market it and they have to do Mm. the whole PR thing and they do junkets on it. They have enough PR. People want it. They want it. People, people are horny for it right now. Are they? Yeah. No, they're on to the. Everyone's obsessed with Westworld right now. Like, they're they could care less. Well, Westworld's more of the lost, lost people. Um, Comedy wise, I don't know. Everyone's into. I'm not sure. We need to laugh. That's for that's for sure. <laughs> well, good news is Crazy Ex Girlfriend got renewed for a third season. Nice. Too, and that's um that's something that people weren't sure was going to happen because the ratings weren't that great, but they were able to pull off a, a third season. So very cool to everyone Vince there. Vince and Tess Parvesh. and Amy and Parvesh. Oh. It's Parvesh. Parvesh. Sorry. No, I got corrected as well. It's fine. <laughs> um. So yeah. Good times ahead. That was a that's a good way to bring me out of my yeah pit of annoyance. There's enough good things happening to balance out all the shitty things, especially when the shitty things are old and not going to be around any much longer. Right. That's sad. I shouldn't say that, but um, the good will overcome the bad. That's that's good, the good beats good good beats evil. Yes. Evil. <laughs> Real quickly on my mind is, I went shopping this morning. They opened a Muji at Santa Anita. Have you heard of Muji? I have. Is that the pen store? See, my girlfriend also calls it the pen store, but they sell so much more. Okay, they but have in my mind, in my clothes life. and stationery and neck pillows and travel gear and furniture. <laughs> is it they affordable? Have beds. It's it is quite affordable. Okay, that's good. Quite affordable. They sell matcha. So is it like the Uniqlo of 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 household items? It's the I want to say Japanese Ikea. Oh, snap. If Ikea I'm down. was more condensed. Oh, I'm down. Um, but I still call it the pen store. Because <laughs> pens, a good pen, my friend. Oh, oh. There are people out there all agreeing with me right now, especially my Asian American brothers and sisters, or especially my sisters who grew up with Morning Glory, with... Not that God, guys are so gross. They hear Morning Glory and they make I a weird face. I, I'm thinking about so I don't buy good and pens Sanrio. anymore because I lose them all. True, or people steal them. And no so one buy, writes with pens anymore. I buy normal pens. I like the um, like kind of more not the fine gels, but like the medium gel rollers. See, I hate medium. I had like a, I had like an allergic reaction adjusting to point seven gel. Ugh. I mean, the horror, really. <laughs> I feel like fine, <laughs> fine pens 
They're the best. It's like riding on chalkboard for me. No, like the friction, it just like gives me. Then you're the pushing shivers. too hard, Marvin. Then you just need to refine your. Well, maybe that's why I like the medium ones because I can push as hard as I want. And I dexterity and pressure. Anyways, I buy roller pens. I actually like um the um, I like getting these um these BLK pens. They're like black ink but infused with color, so kind of like. See, this stems all the way back to the days of milk pens and gel pens that were my life and many girls lives and some boys and some days like people really enjoyed their pens for when they you know what's had a, to write in script in their what, slam books what's a milk pen it's oh god Marvin, you just killed me you you are so deprived i feel for you my heart goes out to you i had the i've never had more than the basic crayon set. I'm like, I you, had stationary. But how could deprived. you be in SoCal, like with amongst the Asian masses, and never come across a, a milk pen? I'm pretty sure I've Does seen. Does not compute. The girls in my class use them. Okay, then so you know what it is, right? It's a milk. I'm not ink. sure. So you like write on on white paper? It still looks pretty, but especially if you write on black paper. Okay, so it's the, it's the shiny ink pens. It's not shiny. Those are gel pens. And then we had milk pens where they're like opaque and milky and beautiful. So then when you wrote upon your Sanrio stationery or your Morning Glory stationery, your Pio Pios and your uh, Mashimaros, Were you a you, Morning Glory girl or a Sanrio girl? I grew from a Sanrio girl to a Morning Glory girl. I graduated. Morning Glory was the blue bear, right? Yes, Blue Bear. Mashimara was something different. Yes, they're all different characters. And they all had their own adorable merchandise lines. Mashimara was not adorable. Yeah, he was. Do you know Mashimara? You know what we call Mashimara in um, Taiwan? No. Jintu. What does that mean? Bastard rabbit. <laughs> Messed up. Yeah. Rude. Cause no, he's so like, cute. Because he, you know, he's rude. He's, he's sweet. Do you remember sweet those looking. flash videos? No. I just remember my stationery that like I would buy... And always save one or two left to just save for sentimental purposes. But that's the importance of, anyway, to come back to what, it's pens are wonderful. <laughs> Having a good pen that's like fine and that makes, it makes your writing look nicer. I was going to talk about how I'm, I was really excited about the store opening because um, Muji is like everywhere in Asia, like in, in Taiwan. And it's, it's really, it always makes me feel good to see like, Brands cross over. I was super excited when Uniqlo came over. Yeah, a lot of people. I didn't know Uniqlo clothes, despite popular opinion about me being bigger than most dudes in Asia, fit me really well. That's good. So I was really excited when they came over. And um, although there's no store near me, the closest one is in Glendale. Really? Yeah. I thought, okay. That's pretty far from you. Yeah. Apparently got hijacked by stationary talk because I, milk pens. Yes. Ugh. My heart. I'm just like, I want to bring back my, so that was Did funny. glitter in it or like? Not milk. Milk was just opaque. So funny story about pens, why they mean so much to me. Not only because I spent a significant amount of time writing in slam books and writing notes. Again, pre-text days, man. We did not have text messages. And this is even when we had pagers, but like we would write pager code you on notes. You pagers? Yeah. I, I pager. didn't have a pager. It was a. It was not. I shouldn't have had one. <laughs> but uh, you like play a song for your voicemail intro. 
who changed my mood. But anyway, we would write notes. So I actually still have a Tupperware storage bin thingy full of every note from middle school. So we would like, it would be stickers, it would be milk pens, gel pens, whatever. And that's when all the girls' different personalities came out via their handwriting. So some of them had like the super like immaculate font-like handwriting. Some of them had like really swirly artistic writing. And you're just like, God. And my friend Annie Song, shout out to Annie. She probably doesn't listen to this. She went to RISD. She does like design Girlfriend, you could see that from her notes, okay? I could whip out her seventh grade notes and you'd see like, yeah, girlfriend's got a future in design. My handwriting style was lazy. Is it still? Yeah. I'm looking at it right over there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, this is the, my, so I mean, just staring at my, my wall of post-its that I try to use to keep all the cities and collaboration organized. And this is actually my trying to be nice handwriting. That's good. No, it's See not. how it's all capitalized? Yes. It makes it so I go slower. But do you see how <laughs> all your letters are different sizes and it's really driving me crazy right now. But good for you. I like the color coordination, the grid. Very good. Muji pens. <laughs> so my original point was that there's all these cool like brands come crossing over, you know, Ding Typhoon bringing in soup dumplings, Muji bringing in the stationery apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, is there exa- anything you're excited about that you saw in Korea last year that you want oh, to bring all over? all the face stuff. It's already here. That's why I felt stupid because I went on this giant binge shopping thing. <laughs> like, oh, I have to get, it's the best here in Korea. And it, it is really great. And then I... <laughs> I feel like, yeah, it's already here. I came back and it was right there. I was like, oh, it's on Western and... Yeah, you walk down the mall. There's like, there's at least two stores. But it's more expensive. Korean model cutouts. I know. Telling me how dark my face is. Oh, yeah. How spotty and dark you are. Mm. Yeah. And how large your pores are. And also, um, you're aged like 10 years too old, etc. That's the main... It's frightening though, okay? Like... (laughs) Korea's a little overkill. That's a whole other topic. But I mean, their skincare stuff. And we're very, very lucky to be near K-Town or in mm. LA where they have an abundance of it. But also, I'm kind of trying to wean myself off that and just use coconut oil for everything. That's true. My answer would have been Moss Burger. I want to see some Moss Burgers here. I don't even know what that is. It's like a Japanese burger chain, but they have like a rice patty burger. That's pretty good. I'm still not over ramen burgers. I hated them. They're okay. They're gross. People just shouldn't hype things up to you. I feel like it never they ends They really well. shouldn't. Yeah. They really shouldn't. <laughs> just let me neutrally experience Speaking these. of overhyping stuff to Minji, we'll be back <laughs> after this, these, uh, this quick break to talk about Golden Globes, La La Land, and Sundance. Hey everyone, it's Marvin. Thanks for listening to this episode 102 of the Collabcast. Uh, the Collabcast, of course, is brought to you by Collaboration, a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment. Discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our Asian American communities. Learn more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org, where you can find out more about our programs, as well as check out our other content, including videos, blog articles, and podcasts like this one. It's also the beginning of 2017, so we're gearing up for our 2017 collaboration season. Um, All of our cities are getting ready to start putting on their events uh, to support their local Asian American arts scene, as well as their annual talent showcases to discover the next Asian American star. If there's a local team near you and you'd like to join as a volunteer, 
You can apply by going to www.collaboration.org and checking out the Get Involved section, where you'll be able to find our general staff application. Um, please make sure to mark the city of your choice, and a local director will be contacting you shortly. And for those of you looking for a chance to participate in this year's talent showcases, um, keep an eye out on the audition section. More information will be out as soon as the dates for 2017 showcases are set. Again, you can find all this information and more at www.collaboration.org. Collaboration is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. This week, I wanted to give a shout out to fellow Potluck Podcast Drunk Monk. The Drunk Monk Podcast is a podcast where hosts Keiko Gaina from Gilmore Girls and Will Choi from your local improv class. Rewatch every episode of USA Network's hit TV show Monk, get a little drunk, and talk about it. It's a great show where,、uh, in addition to talking about each episode of Monk, they also games, songs, and skits. So if you want to see two very funny Asian Americans do funny stuff together, as well as sometimes with a special celebrity guest who might also be a former cast member of Monk,、uh, check out the Drunk Monk podcast. You can find out more about Drunk Monk as well as the other great programs of the Potluck Podcast Collective. By going to the website podcastpotluck.com. And that'll about do it for this break.、Uh, once again, like we mentioned, Minji and I will be helping out with the daily buzz from the Sundance Film Festival next week. So check us out on the KCPW website at kcpw.org, and you might be able to hear us make our public radio debuts. Well, more Minji, I'll be behind the mic, but we'll be there. Thanks again for listening, and、uh, let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to episode 102 of the Collabcast. I'm Arvinia. Joining me is Minji Chang, my co host. I、oh. am. And here we go, co hosting. <laughs> I'm your co host for this segment. <laughs> <laughs> You're just setting everybody. She's, she's ready to go, go guys.、Um, so, did you watch the Golden Globes、um, this past weekend? I did. I missed a chunk of it because I was driving.、Mm. But then clips. Okay. Yeah. I think、um, it was happening while I was、um, I went out, I was in Vegas with my girlfriend this weekend. So we kind of.、Um, Sending me snaps of all your food,、it. making me hungry while I was already having like an emotional ride <laughs> through <laughs> the Golden Gloves. It's fine. Yeah. The Hollywood Foreign Press. Did you, you watch any of the clips? I think you needed to know what I was eating. Why? <laughs> Rude. Did you、um, watch any of the clips after? I didn't. I haven't had a chance to actually. I feel like I've been reading a lot of the reactions,、mm-hmm. but I haven't watched the actual clips. Actually, I did watch parts of Meryl Streep's speech on Facebook, but without the audio, which I feel like is not the way to watch it. Minji has a very confused look on her face. You watched it without the audio? Well, because you know how you, when you scroll down, it automatically plays? Uh huh. And there's subtitles. So you read it? Yeah. Okay. The highlights. Okay. Why would you do that? I honestly have no answer. <laughs> It's Meryl. <laughs> My idol. But yeah, there was、um, so a bunch of stuff went on.、Um, I mean, overall, it was. It much like the Golden Globes have been much more diverse than the Oscars for the last couple last couple years, mainly because they also feature television,、mm-hmm. which is a lot more diverse than Hollywood.、Mm-hmm. 
Um, but there were a couple. So there were a couple parts that I saw highlighted over and over again through our community, which is the Asian American um, entertainment community. Most of all was the Meryl Streep speech, and the other one is the the the, the hilarious visual of Matt Damon presenting an award to Emma, Emma Stone, Stone, which is like kind of gathering of like not like our. I wouldn't say enemies, but like our like chief like. I don't feel like rivals, they're the enemies, but know? like they're symbolic of a very, very salty topic. Yeah, very salty. They should just lots of soy sauce. They should have just had like the entire, like what is it? They should have <laughs> just brought Scarlet. If Scarlet Scar- had been Joe anywhere in the vicinity, that would have been and Tilda. They should just all have been on stage. Could have put that, that on a T-shirt. Yeah, like next to the names. Um, <laughs> No, it was interesting. I people have their sports. I have my movie awards, and um, again, I don't even follow it that religiously. I couldn't tell you every single award. That's I just don't get how people remember stats of all like. Well, no, I kind of remember who's dated who. That's like my thing. I would follow celebrity relationships for a long time, and guys would just look at me like, "How the hell do you know that?" I'm like, "Don't worry about it." How do you remember what inning so-and-so hit a third base, I don't, triple home run thing? Oh, everyone knows that. Shut up. No, they don't. Not everybody does. But but I'm so excited that the, uh, I know this is a sore subject for some people that I know back in San Diego, but I'm glad that the Chargers are coming to LA because that means I don't need to buy new jerseys to root for an LA team. They're coming to LA. Yeah, they just announced today. The San Diego Chargers. Are now the Los Angeles Chargers. What kind of sport? Football. I thought we had the Rams. Now we have the Rams and the Chargers. How does a city have two teams? The same way that the Bay Area has the Niners and the Raiders. That's San Francisco 49ers and Oakland Raiders. How do you have Los Angeles Chargers and Los Angeles Rams? How do we have Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers? Or the Los Angeles Football Club and the Los Angeles Galaxy and LA Chivas. We have three major league soccer teams. Do you realize this? So basically, LA is really full of themselves and <laughs> greedy. <laughs> I mean, Chicago has two baseball teams. You got the Sox. I didn't even think the, of that. Uh, okay. Okay. Because it's big enough for it. New, New York, York has, has the Knicks. Got it. Okay. And Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, also two football See, teams. See, what do I know? The Jets and the Giants. Oh, thank you for clearing that up. I was really, okay, makes sense. I was really confused. And all the teams used to be from New York anyways. Used to be the New York Football Giants, New York Baseball Giants, which became the San Francisco Baseball Giants. The Dodgers were Brooklyn Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that, see, from (laughs) movies. I don't know what movie I know that from, but I know it. Anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, sports. And also how you you cover, how you watch awards shows like sports. I learned sports. Via A League of Their Own, which is one of the best movies ever. I've never seen it. It is so good. My brother All I know is um, Madonna's in it, right? Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna, Gina Davis. Like, it's and Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks mm. and it's a really, really good movie. Like, it's just funny and, like, has heart, and it's Tom Hanks is really great in it, and my brother loves that movie. Like, yeah, I know a lot of guys who love that movie, too, and what was it? Um, Field of Dreams. I learned about baseball. I learned about baseball from Angels in the Outfield and also fell in love with my husband, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Do you really learn baseball from those movies or yeah. do you learn about home runs? You learn about rules-ish. <laughs> but I knew baseball because my brother played. Anyway, people have their sports. 
By the way, I don't back Meryl's thing. That was the other thing that my guy friends were freaking out about was the, her line about martial arts not being arts. Oh. She wasn't, like, I was trying to argue this, like, she wasn't bashing martial arts. She was saying that martial arts are not theater and film. That's, anyway, they still got really mad. It's close like, to dance, though, especially Chinese martial arts. Yeah, but she was talking about mixed martial arts. She was talking about MMA fighting, oh. like cage fighting. Anyway, um, but the rest of her speech, on point. And I was like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't do that. Um, but anyway, it was just a, it was a really interesting night. And um, it's we're in an interesting era of time, like our society. Mm-hmm. So I think there was like a gravitas about... And that's the thing. People will, will look at, fil- at movie award nights and just be like, well, it's all the richest people you know patting themselves on the back and but like i don't know we need to do that though those movies like are things that we all watch every freak shows or things we watch every day that we root for that we freaking freak out on social media about i mean i get i get pretty like stop stop complaining (laughs) that people want to get recognition for the a lot of work that goes into making these yeah projects and, and i mean artists I've always been the forefront of like culture and aspirational futures, even like, you know, they, they play bad guys to show us who we shouldn't be. They play heroes to show us what we should aspire to. And show all of it just to show us we're all part villain and hero and et cetera. That's why I love it. But I mean, the fact that we can enjoy arts casually, like the fact that we can just watch it whenever and consume all the stuff, culture yourselves, like that is, that is a privilege really like but it's really interesting so one of my friends actually recently sent a, a map diagram breaking down what shows and what channels and what films or what content is popular where because mm-hmm. we can track all of this stuff now yeah so it's interesting say where duck dynasty is popular versus <laughs> keep it with the kardashians or whatever right like what's your flavor and where does that right surge in numbers i think it, that that te- that data set i'm such a nerd the data says a lot of stories about what we align with what do we believe what is influencing our perception of the world or democracy or justice or good versus evil whatever right like it's just that that all fascinates me and that's why i think I don't know, my passion or my chosen medium is that because it, it's, it is a, in its own way, like a conversation. It is its own story of like watching it, ingesting it, digesting it, analyzing, absorbing, and then going forward. Right. So what do you think about in terms of like the conversation about more inclusion, right? Being able to um, not only make more diverse films, but also recognize good diverse films when it's made. Like, is it, because Definitely, the nominees are more diverse this year, mm-hmm. but there's still got to be a winner, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want it to be become because <laughs> I've seen a lot of uh, like a lot of think pieces about how like this year's award season will be about black versus white, right? Like Moonlight versus La La Land, yeah, or something like that. Like, the, I guess it's it's just hard. Like, it's so personal. That's the thing with art. It is. There's only so much that you can objectively compare mm-hmm. X versus Y and score them on these these categories and then say categorically or empirically this thing is as good or this is better this whatever right cuz that's where I feel conflicted but I do have strong reactions I don't agree with all the winners 
Um, I think there's some films that were highly overrated. I haven't watched every single one, but I've watched a good amount. Um, and I plan to watch hopefully all of them, all mm. the nominees for the Golden Globes and for the Oscars. Yeah, I haven't gotten to the big ones yet. I haven't seen La La Land. I haven't seen Moonlight or Hidden Figures or Fences even. And those are all movies I need to, I feel like I need to see. I, I would recommend that, yeah. <laughs> I would recommend everybody. I watched Star Wars twice. <laughs> I watched it, but I was sick and I fell asleep. Aww. But I enjoyed it. I still liked it. I think I still liked the Force, the one last year. I liked that one better. That one's more of an adventure. This one's more of like a war movie. Yeah, this was very like... And much more dark. Yeah. 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 I did like last year's better, but mm. it wasn't... I, I enjoyed it. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what people want out of movies. I just don't like it. it all of the. Okay, so even well, I mean, the awards. Even Oscar movie. I, I feel like even given that, you don't know what people want. Like there's how, there's always been like this formula for our big Oscar movie. And I feel like the, the, the movies that are out right now that are in contention, a lot of them don't really follow that. Yeah. Right. Like, well, movies are changing because I think there, there are a lot of films that don't fit into a singular category anymore which is great that says a lot about how we're kind of breaking barriers and whatnot yeah. right which is awesome but i don't know man like i just don't agree with <laughs> well i mean so but I, I feel like some of the movies this this year especially like fences uh moonlight it's because typically oscar move oscar bait like best picture oscar bait movies you have strong performances but those are based on like strong drama that you know that the story already provides mm-hmm. and i feel like a lot of a lot of those entries this year is more on the strong acting that's carrying the movie perhaps right? the funny thing is for me i mean like i'm an actor and so i of course appreciate i need a good actor mm-hmm. but i feel like it's for me being an actor my perspective is if the writing is terrible it's hard to sit you can't save a movie with good acting and terrible writing and it's all very a collaborative thing. You can't, to me, like you can't have great acting, great writing, terrible editing, terrible sound, terrible lighting. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that that messes up the entire what you're ingesting essentially. But I feel like three of the five typically gets yeah. you there. Yeah, like there's there are definitely movies that are like um, say what you like. So I've heard things about La La Land, but one thing that I've heard um, throughout like that people like. One thing I've heard it being universally praised for is how it films, how like, yeah. it films LA. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an adventure. It was very fun. It was very fun to watch. Did it move me? <laughs> <laughs> no, which is really ironic because it's like my life, mm. and there are parts that I your definitely, life is a musical. I, I do kind agree. of your life is, is a Gene Kelly musical. Is it a Gene Kelly? I I don't know how to break it down by director. I don't know if that's fitting. Like, sometimes it feels like Aronofsky. Like it's Black Swan. Um, but that's not good. Maybe you should talk to no, someone about that. If I your will. Life is a, I, I'm a huge advocate for Aronofsky. No, 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 it's not. I'm saying there's moments of darkness. It's not a Gene Kelly musical. There's no darkness in a Gene Kelly musical. Uh, but I love that. I love that it brought back musical theater type. You know, just bringing back dance and bring. I'm all of. I love cheesy classic. Uh, storytelling I thought yeah. it was really beautiful and it was like paying it was an homage right mm-hmm. but then there, that's it like, 
like the 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 depth and like feeling like and it's two two actors that to you know I do love Ryan Gosling Emma Stone like I I've I've liked they got her. good chemistry though like they're real good in um was the other one crazy I think crazy they have math good chem- love but I bought it more in Crazy Stupid Love than I bought it this time so mm. that, okay I'm not trying to spoil it but that's just my take and there there are elements for me that really matter for me to buy it. And the shitty thing is when you have celebrities, you're so busy going like, wow, Ryan Gosling looks really great in that suit and he's kissing Emma Stone. I wonder how Ava Mendes feels about it because they have kids. Do you know what I'm saying? That's I think celebrity stuff kind of messes with a film sometimes. Because see, I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. See, you don't know. I know. Ryan, when did he get with had, Ava they Mendes? Have, they have two daughters. Together? Yes. Since when? Since um, several years ago. When did they get together? And people were accusing them of being a fake couple, but they're very real. I that was, was after he broke up with, and he dated Michelle Williams. Wasn't after she Blue dating Valentine. a baseball man? Probably. I didn't follow Eva Mendes. I followed Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Am I thinking of the right person? <laughs> but anyway. No, I think of Eva Longoria. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, like those are the things. And I think that's a troubling part with Hollywood is that we're so I didn't even know Ryan Reynolds was with Blake Lively. They have two, they have two daughters. Marvin. They're beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and he used to be married to ScarJo. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. He has a thing for blondes. Gorgeous blonde women. And he's Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, okay, you know, whoever you want. Wasn't he with Rebecca Romaine or No. Oh no, that's um Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. That's like generations before Marvin. I'm getting a migraine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, but what I'm saying about the whole the totality, it's not even breakdown of the awards, even though that says its own story, like who gets acknowledged and mm-hmm. why. Cause it's so political. But it's also like you throw everybody and a lot of the major players in Hollywood into the same room, all in like p- pretending to be cordial with each other and enjoy dinner, right? right. And and watch their peers or like their aspirational heroes also get awarded all these things. There are certainly things like for the best actress category, I could not comprehend how certain people were in the same category together. I was like, <laughs> Meryl Streep and who? Are you kidding me? Like, you know? Golden Globes is where they get drunk, right? Probably. I think they get drunk at all of them. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, there's always the thing about award shows is that y- there's always going to be something that arises from it. Like, what's the story that rises to the top? And one thing that it was really just ridiculous was the hidden fences thing, mm. which says so much. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's Freudian. They kept saying that, yeah. hidden fences, and they're like, that's not a freaking movie. Are you talking about hidden figures or are you talking about fences? So those are very different so movies. So that was Jenna Bush yeah. um, doing the red carpet interview. There's someone else who said it too. Al Roker? Did he that, say someone, it? Like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. just one person. It's just, really? <laughs> so it's like, of all, all black people look alike. <laughs> I mean, it's not even that. It's, it's of all the, of all the mistakes to make. Yeah. That is like probably the worst. Like the two high profile black movies in the awards show. And they're so incredible and so different. And you like mix them up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean In front of Pharrell. Yeah. <laughs> who who composed with Hans Zimmer? Okay. I mean, that's just amazing. Pharrell and Hans. Okay, anyways. But yeah, things like that. That's like, those are the kind of the bigger meta things that come out of these events. Yeah, it's like when you're, you're, you're trying to, you can see, you can see that they're trying. Yeah. And then there's like these stumbling blocks that makes 
the trying even more like horrible yeah because <laughs> it's like oh no oh no see and that's that's a it's a conflict because you're like i know you were trying so you're trying to be kind yeah but you're also like what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> you know it's a tough thing and i think everybody is just on edge now for a lot of different reasons this this conversation to a lot of people is like beating a dead horse but for a lot of people it's just like they're just waking up to it yeah right so we have to be we have to be patient but it's also like you want to pull all your hair out but you can't do that because it's your money maker <laughs> and i know I, we talked about this last um during the oscar so white thing last year but i can't i honestly can't wait until we get even more diversity onto these these awards shows yes. like recognize like can you imagine the speech that like you know we've already gotten the speech that alan yang and season sorry makes can you imagine the speech that like constance will make when she wins her award or that minji chang will win make when she wins her award <laughs> that would be nice <coughs> meryl <laughs> speaking of which i mean that was a highly controversial thing too and i just i will go on the record the recorded record that i i adore her for what she said and i adore her giving people will there are people who are meryl haters and they're like god she's so contrived and she's just doing this like you know what she got a lifetime achievement award she spent none of it talking about herself and yeah. and Tom Hiddleston, he was like kind of the womp of the night of like turning his speech into a commercial about himself. <laughs> but in any case, again, it's your moment. You do what you, do with it what you will. But she, I mean, her message was just beautiful, and she she spoke of like how Hollywood is a a hodgepodge of all these different people from different corners of the world with different experiences, different stories. That's our job as, and that, that made me, I was crying. I was with Jenny Yang. <laughs> I was with Jenny and Naomi um, and Soyeon and my cousin. We we're just like oh, this room full of Asian women crying because of Meryl. <laughs> well, I but think it was it, so meaningful. I mean, her also, her career is also like having such a long career in Hollywood as a woman mm -hmm. is a feat in itself. Like it's hard. It was, it's probably harder for her to do it than, you know current actresses maybe probably and you know? and on top of that it's just the depth of her honestly people can say she's overrated which donald trump did the very next morning surprise but again you can people can have their opinions but i've been watching her my whole life and her her consistency and her depth and substance is you that's you people don't just roll out of bed and just like dump that on the screen that's not easy to do and she plays hard characters she plays women who are very different than herself and she just becomes them and it's just oh it's marvelous <laughs> but that's also such a great message to any artist i feel like whether you're an actor or not um she's a very inspirational figure to artists in general because they see the power of creating something that speaks to somebody else that's what i think because she she makes people laugh and cry and get pissed and you know yeah and i think that's as, as a lot of artists might similarly feel and i've been i'm hoping i'm not speaking too much on other people's behalves but i think that's a, like a huge part of why we feel so like this urgency or this importance or this passion about sharing ourselves either by playing fake characters or by writing a very personal song or whatever, it's to help feel connected myself. And in that, you feel connected with somebody and feel understood or like you feel like you're understanding something else. And it's, I don't know, like, and I just really need that right now, man. It's like my <laughs> therapy session. Thank you guys for listening. We need art. Good art. And, and artists. Art. 
Um, well, looking forward, next week is the Sundance Film Festival, which, as um, we mentioned, Minji and I will be helping out with the Daily Buzz, which is a daily recap show um, that's going to be playing online and also on the local NPR affiliate KCPW. Yes. Um, so we're, we're there on behalf of collaboration, but also what we're helping out with a reception for the Asian American yeah, delegation. Yeah, just looking at it. You know, um, which is great, which is something that... Um, that VC Cam and a lot of the the Asian American um, film orgs put started putting together once we started having more and more of a presence in these film festivals, especially Sundance. Like last year, we had you know Andrew on and a bunch of um, directors there. Um, this year, we have we have a bunch of people there as well. Uh, right. We have you know Justin Chan and his crew for Gook. Um, we have John Cho there uh, for Columbus. We have Grace Lee, who's a filmmaker for American Revolutionary, about Grace Lee Boggs, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And th- like this panel is really dope. I cannot wait to meet uh, Lisa Nishimura, who is the VP of Content Acquisition, low-key, no big deal, whatever, <laughs> um, for Netflix. And I was like, God, Lisa, you're a queen. And it's just going to be a really great panel. And I feel like that, again, as everything is the evolution, it's getting so much stronger. Yeah. And, and Effie great. Brown is going to be there. Yeah. Who shut down Matt Damon when he's trying to man white splain himself. Matt Damon has not had a good year. He is, <laughs> bro, just calm down. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, but she's a producer from Dear White People. She was in Project Greenlight and yeah. she's just dope. And so it's going to be a really great conversation. And it's great to have such, not just actors, also directors, and also cinematographers too. We have Quinn Tran who has two big premieres and that's going to happen at Sundance. Um, one is Deirdre and Laney Rob a Train. The other one that I'm really excited about is The Little Hours, uh, which stars um, Alison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, um, Kate Miguchi, uh, which is, I guess, like a raunchy comedy set in like a Tuscan nunnery in the Middle Ages. Looks really, really funny. Interesting. Like there's a lot of really cool, really talented people now getting getting in their work. At Sundance, not just working on Asian American projects, but like projects all across the board. And that's like the big thing. Again, it's a really, it's a big win when you have like a specifically Asian American story like Gook get to be featured because I've been waiting and it's funny how that that manifested because I was complaining. I was like, we need to know the Korean American story from the LA riots. And then, and then a story from the LA riots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then literally like a week later, they're like, oh yeah, Justin's making that movie right now. I was like, all right. (laughs) Thank you, universe. Um, But also just like, for people to be in the mix and like providing their unique contribution, whatever that is. I think that's really amazing. And the non-Asian American film that I'm really excited about, just got to talk about because it, it looks so dope, is Lady Macbeth. So right. those of you who don't know, Minji is a real Shakespeare nerd. So Coast this is Magos. right up her alley. It's, it's I don't think it's an actual Shakespeare story. Is it? I haven't done But it's research. Lady Macbeth, so people automatically think that is. Yeah. But it's very like-esque. It's very high drama um, it's murder. It's you know. What's her story affairs, again? In, is, dark affairs. She, she, does she like murder her husband? Or yeah. hmm. I never Spoiler. read Macbeth. No, it's not Macbeth. It's Lady Macbeth. Oh. It's, a, it's a different story, but it's a young woman. I think she's like living up in Scotland, Ireland. See this is me being terrible. I'm like bashing the UK. I don't know which country it is, but she's up there in the moors, and she's like married to some old middle-aged guy. Then she starts, you know, a, a torrid affair with one of the servant men who also happens to be black, and yeah, and then the drama ensues. It looks really well made, though. It looks like a great 
film. I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm really excited. This is my first time at Sundance. Um, Minji's second time. Mm-hmm. She's already forcing me to buy winter shoes because apparently I'll need it. And you will thank me. You're welcome. <laughs> Do you know how much work, audience, listeners, my friends... Do you know how much work it is to convince Marvin's stubborn Yue to freaking get snow boots when he's going to be in snow, walking around in snow for a week? He's just like wearing sneakers or something? Like, no way. I can handle it. No. You need snowshoes. <laughs> and I said snowshoes and he looked up like the, the tennis racket looking shoes. Those are snowshoes. I meant like shoes for walking in snow. Those are winter shoes. Oh, my God. Okay. There's a difference. Potato, potato. <laughs> but yeah, super excited about all these great films. Hopefully, we'll be, we'll, we can talk to some people there and get you some audio here on the Clubcast. Um, we'll be talking to a ton of people. Um, do catch our broadcast on KCPW. Um, I think we're gonna they're going to put it on SoundCloud or we'll, 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 we'll link it on, on the collaboration social media pages, especially the Asian American ones because those, those that's going to be Minji's domain. Yes. But Why am I so annoying today? I apologize. It's been... <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. No, it's been a good day because we announced South by Southwest. Right. Because um, we're closing this podcast. Yeah. We're also going to be a South by Southwest, so check check out the announcement on um, collaboration.org. We already uh, told everyone have, yeah, last week. Yeah, we told everyone. Yeah. And the music showcase. We're going to have a music showcase. We're going to have a panel. We are just bringing Asian American perspectives to all the major festivals this year. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Austin's so fun. I can't wait. Can't wait to um, do some programming out there too. Yeah, I guess that'll do it for this episode of the Clapcast. Thanks again for listening. You can always send us a message um, by email at podcast at collaboration.org where you can give us um, some feedback on our show, um, topic suggestions, or questions you want us to answer on the air. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Google Play Music, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever podcasts are found through our RSS feeds. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us out. And it's nice to read your messages. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks again to Paul Date for use of his song, Fire, um, Office Record, Invisible World. Yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Set the bridge on fire. You won't let me cross over. To the bridge Who cares if I get burned At least I'll feel high If only for a minute Set fire to the bridge You were never gonna let me cross it anyway You're listening to Whoa Potluck Potluck